thank you for listening to Northwood Baptist Church of Yadkinville, North Carolina. Join our pastor, Tim Webb, for an encouraging time with God and His Word. Northwood Baptist Church is a place where the Bible is passionately preached and practiced and where you are always welcome. So stay tuned for a practical message for your life as we enjoy the abundant life that Jesus Christ offers to all. Appreciate that. Let's look in our Bibles together, Psalm 90, and uh, I'll read just a few verses, share those with you, and see what the Lord will do in the service tonight. Psalm 90 and verse number 9 is where we'll begin tonight. It says in the Word of God, For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. Notice the next phrase, We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. Verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Heavenly Father, I certainly need Your help tonight. I'd ask You to hide me behind the cross and do a work in this service. Let the Word of God come alive to us. We know that it's alive. We know it's powerful. And I pray that You'll use it in our lives tonight. Bless our folks who are at home, those who are sick and can't be here dealing with different things. I pray that You'll minister to them and that You'll help them. And Lord, I thank You for our folks here tonight, those who are listening online. I pray that You'll speak to every heart and let us be changed by what we hear from Your Word tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Moses is writing this psalm, and as he's writing, he's taking a look at his life. I don't know how old Moses was at this point. We don't have that. But he takes a look even beyond past his own life. And in verse number 1, he says, Lord, Thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Moses said, we've always had a place to call home as long as we have You. Let me remind you, things may change around us. Uh, Our status in this country, I said it earlier, this country that we love, this country that is the greatest country on the face of the earth, and I still believe that today where I'm standing, I believe it's the greatest country on the face of the earth. But even as great as it is, even as good as we have it compared to some other places, uh, things are changing around us. And by the way, uh, things have been hard and things have been bad in other places before they were hard and bad in America. So I don't want to read the Bible through an American lens. I don't want to say every time the government does something that I don't like, that that's the Antichrist and now the end comes. Alright, there's been other places where Christians have been persecuted for a long time. But I will say this, we know that in the last days evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. If there has ever been a day, in our nation at least, where it is so easy to call good evil and evil good, my, what a day we're living in. 
I mean, honestly, you, you run into things today where literally you would look at someone or you would look at a situation and it's plain, it's obvious, there's no doubt what you're looking at and what you're dealing with, but you know you can't say anything because you know you'll be ran through the buzzsaw of political correctness. You know what I'm talking about? And this nation is changing around. The world's changing around. It's getting worse and worse. But know this, even as the world gets worse and worse, even as we feel like we can't call this world home anymore, we still have a home because God has been our dwelling place throughout all generations. We've always got a place. Children of Israel, they're going through the, through the wilderness. They don't have a place. They don't have a place that they can call home. They don't have a place where they can rest and where they can say, this is my place. The psalmist said, I have a goodly heritage. He said, the lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. Brother Jeremy Simpson said, simply what that means is this, I like my place. Can I tell you, I like my place. I like the place that God has put me in this life. Is it without headaches? No. Is it without problems? No. Is it without heartaches and heartbreaks? No. But I like the place where God has put me. I'm thankful for where God has given me to live and where He's given me to minister and where He's given me to serve. And I'll say this, I'm thankful for when He's given me to serve. I said it this morning, they sang it the other night, and we said amen, but I hope we believe it. If just one more soul were to walk down the aisle, you think about that, just one more. You know the Bible says, and I don't know, I'm going to get to my text in a minute, but I'm enjoying this right now. You do realize that there's going to come a day when the fullness of the Gentiles is going to be come in. You know what that means? It means this, there is going to be one day a last sinner saved in the church age. Do you realize that one day someone's going to walk an aisle, someone's going to bow their head, someone's going to trust in Christ behind the steering wheel of their car, and the church age is going to be ended, Jesus Christ is going to return, and I'm just telling you, we're right at the precipice of that. We're right at that moment where Jesus could come back. And what a joy it would be for you to be the one that reaches into your pocket and hands somebody a gospel tract that's never heard about Jesus, or maybe they've heard it again and again, and all of a sudden it starts needling on their heart and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost starts working in their heart and they say it's time. They believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. They're saved. And all of a sudden we hear a shout that says come up hither. We hear the sound of a trumpet and we are immediately with the Lord. That's going to be a good day. My goodness. Not one bit of that is in the text. But I like my place. I like where God has put me. But as the world changes around us, We've still got a home. Before the mountains were brought forth, number two, or ever thou had formed the earth, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Do you realize where Moses begins? We're going to talk about our story tonight. We're going to talk about the life that God has given us. But Moses doesn't begin by saying, Lord, my life began on such and such date, and I've lived to this day. No, he begins with God. You know what that means? You're not the center of the universe. There's a little girl sitting on the third row that thinks she is the center of the universe. And I love my mother-in-law, but it's just not true. <laughs> that girl thinks she is the center of the universe. 
And the way we tiptoe around the house and the way we come running every time she cries out or pooches that little lip out, she thinks that she's the center of the universe. But hear me, she's not the center of the universe. One day, somewhere along the lines, she's going to look at Daddy and say, Daddy, please. And Daddy's going to say, go talk to your mom. I can't tell you no, but she can. <laughs> One day, she's going to hear no. One day, she's going to find out she's not the center of the universe. And it's a good day in your life when you find that out. It's a good day in your life when you find out God was here before I was. God was in charge before I was. God was in control before I was. And He's still on His throne. Before the mountains were formed, He was God. Before the rivers ran through, He was God. From everlasting to everlasting, Thou art God. It's a good day when you realize there's a God in heaven. But then He goes on and says this, Thou turnest man to destruction. And sayest, Return ye children of men. Verse 5 says, Thou carriest them away as with a flood. In verse number 7 it says, We are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. Verse 9 says, All our days are passed away in thy wrath. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Verse 11. Look at it. Verse 13. Return, O Lord, how long? Let it repent thee concerning thy servants. Again and again throughout this psalm, Moses gives, uh, he gives notice, he gives, he gives evidence to the fact that God is a God of love. He is our dwelling place through all generations. But He's also a God of wrath. He's a God of justice. You say, how could a good God send someone to hell? Well, He's a God of love. He's a God of justice. And because of that justice, He has wrath. He has anger against sin. But let's go ahead and call it what it is. The Bible says that God is angry with not just the sin. You know, we say hate the sin and love the sinner. And that's the truth. We ought to love sinners. We ought not to think we're better than anybody else. But hear me, the Bible says God is angry with the wicked every day. Not just mad at the sin, but He's angry. He's full of wrath towards a sinner. That's something we don't like to think about a whole lot. But here's what I love so much about it. God is a God of justice. He is a God of wrath. He is a God who will take vengeance, fire and fury, the Bible tells us. He is that God. And yet He is the God who so loved us that He sent Jesus. Jesus took the full measure of the wrath of God on the cross in the garden. He looked at that cup, the sins of the world, the wrath of God, the punishment for all time for the sins of man. He drank that cup in full measure. He cried out, My God, my God, why hast Thou forsaken me? I'm telling you, Jesus took the wrath of God. And I'm glad for it. Uh, Miss Hannah and Miss Megan, and I'm getting to the text in a minute. I promise you I am. And when I get there, it won't take me too long, all right? Miss Hannah and Miss Megan, what are you laughing about, Brother Monty? Miss Hannah and Miss Megan, they sing that song in Christ Alone, and it is one of my very favorites. I love that song. A few years ago, the, the writers of that song, I believe this year is the, did I tell you, 20th anniversary of that song? 20th anniversary of that song is this year. Just a few years ago, one of the denominations in the United States wanted to put that song into their songbook. 
And so they wrote the authors of the song, and they said, we want to use your song in our song book. It was one of the Presbyterian denominations. And they said, but we just want to make one little change to it. It said in your original, it says, then on that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. They said, we want to make one change to that, and we want to say, then on that cross as Jesus died, the love of God was magnified. That's true. The love of God was magnified on the cross. But the authors of that song said, no, we wrote it the way we wrote it on purpose. Because Jesus died for our sins. Jesus was punished. He felt the wrath, the fury, the vengeance of all the ages. And they wouldn't let them put the song in there. Let us never forget the wrath of God that Jesus saved us from. But now let's look at verse number 9. It says in verse 9, All our days are passed away in thy wrath. And here's what I really want to get to tonight. We spend our years as a tale that is told. I want to think about our lives tonight. The, if I could get you in your mind to picture a book. Think about your life as a book. And the first thing I want you to notice tonight is the size of your book. If I were to tell you, you know what, I read a book every single week, that may be true. It may be true, but I didn't tell you whether it was a comic book. I didn't tell you whether it was a theology book. I didn't say if it was a little book or a big book. I just said I read a book every week. And if our lives, as the Bible says, is like a tale, it's like a story, you know, one day your life is just going to be a story. One day your life is just going to be your great-grandchildren saying, now tell me that story about Grandpa. Tell me that story that I've heard again. Thank you for listening today. This program has been brought to you by the generosity of the Northwood Baptist Church family. Our church loves Jesus, and Jesus loves you. You can hear today's message in full by searching for Northwood Baptist Church on YouTube. You can share this program with others on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Make plans to be our guest in Yadkinville, North Carolina very soon for any and all of our services. You'll locate our church by going to 1309 Northwood Church Road. There, you'll enjoy a friendly welcome, encouraging music, and a practical message from the Bible. There is a place for you and your family at Northwood. For more information, visit northwoodbandist.us or you can call us at 336-677-3781 or drop us a note at P.O. Box 1637, Yankinville, North Carolina, 27055. Until next time, from Pastor Tim Webb and the Northwood Baptist Church, God bless you and keep looking up.